0: Find all the latest odds, news, and sports development, including this year's Basketball Championship Finals, the NHL Hockey Conference Finals, Major League Baseball, the latest fighting news, and even next season's early NFL futures. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get the bonus and get into the action. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome to 100 Yards of Football this morning. Today, my video is on Doug Williams, quarterback, Gremlin State University, by way of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Super Bowl MVP and champion in the 1988 Super Bowl, Mr. Douglas Williams. I'm your host, Mr. Football Vincent Turner. Special thanks to my producer, Mr. Logan Landis, for making it happen this morning. excuse me, but it's getting better every week, me doing these great videos on these great men and football players that pioneered the way for a lot of other young men out there that didn't believe, especially in the African-American community, especially at the position quarterback. Tell you a true story. Back in 2008, I'm going to give special thanks to this radio station that I was on doing the show at the time. They're still going in existence, 1570 WIGO down there in Morrill, Georgia. I was doing the show with a young man, Mr. Jonathan Simmons. And um, right now he has his show, Real Talk Sports. And he was able to pull out, see, Jonathan works for a car dealership, Alan Vigil, and Jonathan, he's out of Newark, our Newer Connecticut, same hometown as Kevin Murphy. Jonathan always had this suave demeanor about himself. And he was able to pull off two tickets for me to go Friday night to a dinner that was under in the black college football all american that year. And I think Dominique Rogers Camardi, who played at Tennessee State, went on with the Arizona Cardinals, was a defensive player of the year. Well, at that event, I was at the table and you had Doug Williams. i never forget it. You had Everson, you didn't have Everson Walls. You had Dexter Clean Scales. We had Mel Blunt that came into the event, and then you had Rick Upchurch that played with the Denver Broncos in the NFL, and I reached over there, and I said, nice to meet you, Mr. Williams, and, and your great uh, Super Bowl triumph and your victory, and he said, well, where are you from, young man? I said, the 901, Memphis, Tennessee. And one thing that he came out and said, oh, man, Barry Wilburn, cornerback, Ole Miss, starting corner, Super Bowl. And he uh, and he said these magical words, oh, it's now Barry Wilburn. And we laughed and joked about it. He said, oh, yeah. He said, you being from Memphis, I know you proud, baby. I know you proud of that South Memphis. I know you proud of that Orange Mound. Because he said Beverly Wilbur was one of the most nicest flamboyant athletes on their Washington Redskins 88 Super Bowl team. But sitting by Mr. Williams to meet him that night, I walked away with it from the event not knowing how special and how great he was. And it's an honor that he's still living and working with the Washington Redskins organization. But his journey, after I did my research on Mr. Doug Williams the last two days, is just unbelievable, man. You look at all these great athletes and you look at Mr. Doug Williams out of Zachary, Louisiana, and you sit up and you say, challenges and where they come from and what makes them driven. I'm going to start with Mr. Williams. The first time I heard of him, I was a senior in high school, getting ready to go off to the university of Arkansas in 1978, the 77 college football season had ended and remember I'm like everybody else. I'm not really following the swag. I'm only following the swag of Tennessee state is playing. I really don't even know nothing about the Mia. but I know about black college football history because of Tennessee state. And I remember that 77 Gremlin team that went 11 and one. And I remember people down in SWAT as they were on the conference that year, I believe stating that this Gremlin team could play with anybody in the country, especially that team that won a national championship on the collegiate level in Notre Dame. And they had a quarterback by the name of um, Joe Montana. But that Grambling team in 77, they had Robert Woods. They had Mike Smith. They had Carlos Pinewell, They had Gary, Gary Bighead Johnson was a teammate of Doug. But he had left, and they had Ron Singleton. All those guys played in the National Football League. Then I looked at Doug Williams when he was quarterback, and he comes from Zachary, Louisiana. And the thing about it, Zachary is about 5, 10 miles outside Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And LSU is in Baton Rouge. And they didn't offer Doug Williams a scholarship. But during Doug years at Grambling, when he was 3 times Swag Player of the Year, offensively, LSU had Pat Lyons at quarterback, David Woodley at quarterback and Steve Instrument at quarterback. And something else I didn't know. Louisiana Tech, them on them. No school in the SEC, them on them. This guy, about 6'4, 225 pounds. Look at him, lean and mean. He only had, from my understanding, another gentleman told me, Mr. Mark Denham, outstanding voice of the Swat him gold tried his home depot told me he only had one offer gremlin state university and he ended up finishing fourth in the highest trophy that year earl Campbell won it terry miller out of oklahoma state earl Campbell out of texas and he finished fourth i can't think of the other participant but right now that was in 1977 Hassan trophy then going into the draft process this is why stories like this motivates me to tell it like it is only one team came and worked Doug Williams out it was an offensive coordinator trying to make his bones in the business with the lowly Tampa Bay Buccaneers under John McKay. His name was Joe Gibbs. And Joe Gibbs came down and worked Doug Williams out and sat down and talked to him. Doug went 17th overall in the 1978 draft to Tampa Bay. But the report that Joe Gibbs did on Doug Williams said that he was the best player in the draft. The arm strength. I'm gonna go with, with the report Mr. Gibbs' had. The arm strength A plus. The delivery A plus. The touch A plus. The accuracy A plus. The poise in the pocket A plus. The fear vision A plus. The leadership A plus. The pre-snap reads A plus. The anticipation of receivers going, and breaking and open, A plus. The release, A plus. Natural Leader, A plus. Very academic, listen to this key words here. Very academic driven, A plus. Extremely prepared, A plus. Studious nature, A plus. Big time arm, A plus. Mentally tough, A plus. Very impressive, A plus. And see, Mr. Williams was a pitching prospect also in high school. Some people say he was on the level of the young man out of Omaha, Nebraska. That played for my favorite major league baseball team, the St. Louis Cardinals. And his name was Big Bad Boy Bob Gibson. That's what Joe Gibbs had in his report, man. And I always thought when Mr. Williams took the job at Morehouse here in Atlanta, I said, why Morehouse? That doesn't fit Doug Williams, him being the head coach. This is after his career at Morehouse. And then I think about what I found out. When he was at Grambling, he graduated in three years. Three years, three and three and a half, three years. His second semester, I said, getting ready for the draft. He's working on his masters, academic all-American. And the thing that stuck out is that word on the street when he was a student. And now I understand why Eddie Robinson loved him so much. This is, this is unbelievable. He was the first student there in the classroom. If you think I'm telling a story, go check behind me and ask the people that Grambling. The first student in the class and the first one up in the front of the class and the best note taker. Just the whims. See, God chose a special people, man. Now I understand why he feels a certain way. He gets drafted to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Of course, his career didn't end up good. Career, 100 touchdowns, 73 interceptions, only close to 17,000 passing yards. Excuse me, it might be more than that. I might be off on that. But the thing about Doug Williams, he took Tampa Bay to the playoffs three out of the five years he was there. And it's something that I look at it back then, me being in college and not understanding the plight as the black quarterback in the National Football League. He had a contract dispute with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and they owned a who calls house. And this is what really said at the time mr williams was making one hundred twenty thousand a year there was 12 backups making more money than he was in the national football league and then during the process he lost his wife through an aneurysm he lost his wife doing an aneurysm during his contract negotiations with that never went back and played with Tampa Bay. And then I found out they didn't even wanna, they were fighting them on 450000 between 400000 and 450. The highest paid quarterback was making 600000 at the time. I don't, you can look the, at the records. I can't remember who it was, but the thing that bothered me the most, he had to go to the USFL and get his money. And of course, you know, the league folded in 1985 and while he was at home, there was not one team that reached out to him myself that offensive coordinator who was at Tampa Bay that had a big part in drafting him, Joe Gibbs, who's now was the quarter, who was the head coach at the Washington Redskins. Brought Doug and as a backup. And that was a tremendous quarterback controversy, especially in the strike short in season 87 between the starter Jay Dre Shader, and Doug Williams. Make a to story Jay Schrader didn't like Doug Williams. But I give Joe Gibbs all the credit and having the strength to name Doug the starter in the playoffs. Doug really didn't have great numbers. But he knew something about him because of that report he did from his NFL pre-profile report. A extremely prepared, natural leader, fear, vision, and a leadership. And that redskin team took off. Beat the Chicago Bears. Beat the Minnesota Vikings in a very emotional game. But think of all them characters that rallied behind that Redskins Super Bowl team. You had Dexter Manley, Charles Mayne, Alvin Walton, Todd Bowles. Now the coach at Tampa Bay. How ironic is that? One time, game, Timmy Smith, Ricky Sanders, Gary Clark. They rallied around this man. The Hogs, Joe Jacoby, Riley McKenzie, Knoxville's finest. And of course, Bear Whitwin, the 901. And I remember watching that game in a little town in Philadelphia, Tennessee. I was married at the time. First wife was from that area. About, I say, 70 miles from Chattanooga. And I was in the living room a on one Miss Barbara Kerr, outstanding woman. And down there during the time my daughter had just been born, Ashley, and I was in the living room watching the game with my ex-brother-in-law, Danny Kerr, much love brother. And he was going with the Broncos. And I was to kind of agree with him because I said, he had a huge advantage at the quarterback position, John Elway. Well, if you watch that, go back and watch that game. John Elway came out, opening series. He hit Ricky Natia, receiver out of Florida for about 60 yards touchdown on my homeboy, Barry Wilbur. 7 0 Denver. The ensuing series, Doug Williams drop back, legs buckle. He falls down. And everybody is saying, is he gonna be able to continue? Devil gets the ball back, drive back down. Excuse me. They kick a field goal. They up ten 0 in the first quarter. But in the second quarter, Doug Williams warming up on the sideline, and he said, "Hey man, this moment it's not gonna it's not gonna deter me, and I gotta represent." And you can go back and look at all the great Super Bowl games that's been in the past. You can go look at Tom Brady's seven championships. You can go look at Joe Montana's four championships. Patrick Mahomes winning the Super Bowl. Um, Matthew Stafford with the Rams this year, and Russell Wilson when he was Seattle. But I don't care. Let nobody say, the greatest moment in Super Bowl history and the greatest performance was in the second quarter by Douglas Williams out of Zachary, Louisiana, by way of Gramlin State University. The Washington Redskins, four touchdowns, over 200 yards passing in that game. In that quarter, 340 for the game, four touchdowns and Super Bowl MVP. And that second quarter, that man was on fire. That ball was coming like a laser. Ricky Clark, ricky I mean Gary Clark, Ricky Sanders, Art Monk were running free in the secondary. Tommy Lelly, defensive back, again, out of Florida for Denver, the light, chopped meat. Mark Hayes, chopped meat. The secondary of Denver, chopped meat. Carl Mecklenburg, chopped meat. Ricky Nunnley, linebacker, Arizona for Denver, chopped meat. The greatest performance ever in Super Bowl history. That second quarter, hands down. And I didn't think the significance of that game until maybe years later, the first African-American quarterback to win that game. But what I noticed after that game was the red-skinned bench and Doug Williams just sitting there. But I know the red skin players, Barry Wilber, Todd Bowles, Alvin Walton, Tim Smith. Dexter Manley, they were doing that Cabbage Patch, baby. The Redskins were Cabbage Patching, DC in the house, Chocolate City, Cabbage Patching. And Doug Williams was just, he was being so modest, man. God watching him. He was a child, the chosen one. And people don't know this. The day before the Super Bowl, he had a six hour root canal surgery done. See, God in this plane, baby. He's in this plane. I can understand why Mr. Williams has kind of said some things. Over the years. When I talk about football players that I really admired in my lifetime, Kondri Challaway being the first African-American quarterback in Tennessee is a favorite player, Mass. Andre Ware when he won the High and Trophy. Of course, Herschel Walker when he was at Georgia. Of course, Walter Payton sweetness. Muhammad Ali is my greatest athlete at all time. Bob Gibson, Lou Brock in baseball. Of course, what Ernie Banks, Chicago Cubs finest. And of course, Hank Aaron, Atlanta Braves. But as far as African-American, Doug Williams just made my top team. And when you look at all the great quarterbacks that came out of SWAT, today I have tremendous respect for James Shaq Harris. Eldridge Dickey, 1966, Tennessee State University. Joe Gilliam, Jr., the late, great Joe Gilliam, who I saw play along with Eldridge Dickey in my younger years at Tennessee State. And Douglas Williams. All my love go out to y'all today. And to you, Mr. Williams. And I'm glad that the Washington Redskins are allowing you to get your flowers in that organization. Because you know what? You deserve it. You deserve it. Super Bowl MVP. It gets better every time. And me with my research on these great players, Douglas Williams goes down as one of the best individuals. A gentleman that makes me very proud today to say what I've said about him in this video. And I'm going to say this, that, see, we need to honor the elders and the great ones before us. So my words of advice to all you African-American players at the quarterback position, from Kyler Murray to Dak Prescott to Lamar Jackson to Russell Wilson to you, Deshaun Watson, to you, Warren Moon, to you, Michael Vick, to recently drafted Desmond Redder, Atlanta Falcons, to you recently drafted Malik Willis, to you, Mr. CJ Stroud, Hasman Trophy candidate in college football this year. And to you, Mr. Bryce Young, down at the University of Alabama. What y'all need to do, y'all need to reach out, get that phone number up there in Washington, DC, to the Washington Redskins organization. And say, thank you, Mr. Doug Williams. If you like the video today, please come and share My final words about Douglas Williams. And thank you today to my producer, Mr. Logan Landers. You know I got to do it big time. When Doug Williams was at the Super Bowl and that situation went down the second quarter and he came back like a warrior, like a car that just tune up the amps, a Corvette, a Lamborghini. This is what I think about Doug Williams, that moment. Before we end our show today, we'd like to mention one more time this show is presented by BET Online. They say the neon lights are bright on Broadway. They say there's always magic in the air. But when you're walking down that street, you ain't had enough to eat the glitter that rubs off. And you know well. Doug Williams stood there at Jack Murphy Stadium in San Diego. I'm on Broadway. I'm representing Gremlin State. I'm representing the SWAC I'm representing the first African-American quarterback to win the Super Bowl. My stat line, 340 yards passing, and four touchdowns. I'm on Broadway, baby. Thank you to Daniel Snyder and the Washington Redskins organization for allowing that man to be part of what y'all doing up there. Thank you. Be blessed. on the Believe Podcast Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger.